Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join our discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com if you would like to join. Um, I think you can do so in the first half of the program because in the second half, uh, we are going to have a special guest on um, the owner of Jumpin' Jack's House of Food. Howdy is going to be here, SWAT guy. Um, so Howland Russell, <laughs> uh, who is a board member for His Light Ministries, which is the ministry that SWAT operates under. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm excited to have him in. You know, the radio program, we uh, we started, by the way, uh, happy Friday. Uh, happy happy Friday. Uh, in fact, Howdy's coming in now. That's what's the great the great thing about a real laid back Friday. This is Friday program. Uh, uh, howdy, you can put those earphones on and just say hi to all of our listeners out there. Hi, all the listeners out there. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's Friday is uh, typically our uh, uh, kind of everything goes day. We we kind of recap what's going on in the week or talk about what our guests talked about yesterday um we had because thursday's guest day but we i was just um talking with uh, you on the phone howdy about how we've been doing this almost five years wow and it, it's crazy when you think about uh, when we first started you were very much an integral part of the board uh, oversight for moving just beyond the bible studies that we do to going to the radio forum. And there was a lot of debate. Do we do radio? Do we just do a podcast? Because we could just, you know, go record our podcast. That's what a lot of people do. In fact, people Taylor's age uh, call yeah. this a podcast. And I said, no, it's a radio program. It goes through the airwaves. It's not just on, although we have a lot of people streaming. Uh, you Go back to those early days, Howdy. I mean, you remember when we were having these original conversations with uh, Stu Epperson and talking to them about what we were going to do i do remember that i remember i remember doug when we would sit around the radio and listen to uh president roosevelt (laughs) (laughs) no No, but 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 we did we talked about because there's a cost involved i mean the thing that's different about christian radio uh is it costs money they don't pay you like other talk show hosts or talk show programs or people that are out on secular radio, they have advertisers and and they pay them money and they actually earn a living doing that. But Taylor volunteers his time to do this and he comes in here and this is a part of the ministry I have. Uh, there's no, you don't get paid to do it if you actually have to pay to do it. So we had to think right. about it. And you were you were great at asking some questions about you know cost benefit you know really the platform and I I remember you saying if one person if one person's life's changed through the platform and there have been in fact now that you're here I want to read you I I got a, a text today from a law enforcement guy and I'm not going to say his name because he's law enforcement it wasn't a text it was an email. 
And I love it when we get these emails. I appreciate you guys sending them. But he listens, and he listens to the podcast of it. And he basically said that he streams it every day. And he listens to it while he's out doing the patrol, wherever he's at. And uh, he said it, it has encouraged him when he faces the evils of the world. And, you know, for law enforcement guys, that's a tough place to be. And um, he thanked us for doing this, and it's influenced him in his daily walk with Christ. That email right there is worth all of 2020, yeah. 2021. You know, I mean, like, to me, to be able to influence, especially law enforcement guys who are out there, but there's others. We get emails from people in uh, Virginia and other places. And and so thank you as a board guy for letting us be able to do this. You know, and we got Taylor. We've had Taylor on here about a year over a year uh, now. Yeah, yeah, over a year. year and and uh, yeah. So what do you think, board member uh, of His Light Ministries, as you see it? Have, have you been pleased with what you saw? Well, you have always been a guy who's been looking for the next one. Who's the next one? Who's the next one guy who's going to either uh, come to the Lord or grow in faith uh, in the Lord? And, and it's just one guy. And you've got very good vision and laser focus on that happening. So whether it was you with the uh, SWAT meetings, the regular meetings in Jacksonville during the week, or whether it's special engagements when you go out and you when you fly out and uh, and go talk to a church or a, a, a men's groups or those kinds of things, or whether it's SWAT radio, you're focused in on on I just want the next one, and we'll see if the Lord uh, blesses it, if the Lord uh, uh, funds it, if it needs funding, uh, then it'll happen. And so we looked at it and from a uh, stewardship side of things we obviously had to make a projection to get started but then we were looking for that lord give us the the signs that are, are telling us that it's reaching that one guy mm-hmm. that next guy and that came pretty fast and then since then being able to, to grow in support of uh um, just the, the people who have decided that this is important to to them and to his light and to swat and in, in our case jacksonville but it's definitely reached past Jacksonville. I mean, I know the stories that you've told about uh, this podcast. <laughs> Radio program. <laughs> Reaching out. Don't call it a show. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, well, you know, most people don't realize that between, like, to do a program and to um, do a daily program for an hour and to handle the social media, which is a way that people communicate with us and they're able, we are able to get it out there. It costs uh, between fifty and fifty-five thousand a year, just where we are now, and we have opportunities to expand. God has not seen fit to do that yet, but again, you pay for it. And every time, it's like every time I think, "Okay, Lord, I mean, how much longer do we want to do this?" Because we need money. We we're, we're struggling just to make do now. And then I'll get a check from some uh, sweet people up in North Carolina that says, "Hey, we just want to help." help you with SWAT radio and they give us three months worth of coverage. Right. And I mean, like, it's just crazy uh, how God works that way. Well, I was talking to a guy, we'll just call him Joe Lardy and uh, up in New Jersey. And he was telling me that uh, it rekindled his relationship with his wife, Blanche. Of course, that's, that's her real name (laughs) up in New Jersey. And uh, that by listening to this show, that uh, program, 
that this My dad's going to have problems with yeah. it if you keep saying show. <laughs> yeah, that is a program. It's a program. A show's for entertainment. Yeah. It, well, it's not it, It's not entertaining at Although all. Although Taylor's pretty entertaining sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no. Yeah. No, but no, we're so glad you're in here. And, and I, Howdy, thank you for hosting us uh, for SWAT at Jumpin' Jack's House of Food. How is that going with the pandemic and all the supply chain mm-hmm. issues and everything? The workers, you know, Taylor and I talked about it a couple of weeks ago about everybody having problems getting workers. How are you doing in the midst of this? I'm doing fine, Doug. How are you? Um, <laughs> how's, uh, let me say, how's Jumping Jack's yeah. doing? This is unmatched. Well, our store downtown is up 30% over last year. It's mm-hmm. doing fantastic. Uh, the Mandarin store is about a little bit even, maybe just a little bit under last year. And uh, the store out at the beach is really, it's hurting out at the beach. Um, the, That's the, Atlantic Beach out, yeah. out there. It's right mm-hmm. uh, in the same shopping plaza as like a fitness center, isn't it? Or is right. It, and it's an old center, but it, it seems that the response to COVID, I mean, uh, COVID is real. COVID depression is realer. Mm-hmm. Uh, more real. Yeah, more real. Unless, uh, you're, unless you're howdy. Yeah, that's then right. It's then it's realer. Um, but it really is, I mean, it, it is having an effect on customers as well as everything else, the supply chain and with employees and that kind of thing. And we definitely suffered in the spring. We suffered from turnover. And now we are we are staffed. We're fully staffed. Uh, at the same time, they're all, there's a lot of new people there, and getting them uh, used to our culture and how we do things is a challenge to get, you know, just to get things so that they're actually the way Jumpin' Jacks is, is used to operating. And by the way, if you're listening and you go to any Jumpin' Jacks and you tell them you heard about it on SWAT radio and you want the SWAT discount, they will give you a 15% discount. Is that That's still right? right? Oh, yeah. 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 And, and right now you need it. Because I, got, I bet prices are going up because well, of supply well, chain issues. That, that, that supply chain issue is real, and you, it, it's never been – we've never had this, this issue. There's plenty of food out there. It's just not here. We can't get it here. And all along the way is where it happens. At the warehouse in Port Orange, they don't have employees to put it on the truck. And hmm. at, then at the manufacturing out in Arizona – they don't have it to put it into a box, but they've got it. I mean, everything. They've got the stuff. It's, it's just it, the it's, people to do it. That's right. That's because people aren't working um, for whatever reason. I, but I'll tell you what, they're going to have to work pretty soon because at some point they're going to realize the money is is running out. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I, I want to get into, Howdy, your, your vision for the restaurant. I mean, because you and I have had these conversations before that, you didn't start the restaurant just to sell food and grow rich, <laughs> which is what a lot of people do. They, they start restaurants because they have a vision for it being an income producer. So when we come back from our first break, I'd love for you to kind of share your heart for what you wanted to do with a restaurant and how that's working out, okay? Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Great. I got a question first. Okay. The uh, breakfast pizzas that are uh, made, do, do you do those like at Jumpin' Jack's on the regular? Or is that a special yes. for um, that people need to go and try those? Those are, <laughs> ooh, I was yeah. telling Steve about it just before the program. So, yeah. The breakfast good. pizzas are unbelievably good. But I didn't know if you did it. Do y'all do well, breakfast there? We can do them anytime. Uh, the downtown store does it all the time. So. Okay. okay. All We're right. Good. 
Well, we are up against the break, so we will be back with more after the break. Make sure you stick with us to hear more from Howdy Russell. Uh, We'd like to give a shout-out to our listeners listening in Virginia at the Lighthouse, as well as in Meridian, Mississippi, listening on WMER, and all of our local listeners, 91.7 in Jacksonville, 91.9 in St. Augustine, and 91.3 in Folkestone, Georgia. We'd also like to give a shout-out to our listeners listening online, wherever you are around the country or the globe. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. I push, I pull, go back and forth, finding myself. Pounding on a locked door, I try to make it out alone without your help. But I know I never win this war. I can never be, never be free without That is Austin French with Freedom Hymn. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us, we are joined in the studio today uh, by Howdy Russell. He is a board member of His Light Ministries, a SWAT man, a SWAT man. That's a good way to say it, right? Well, he is and he a is SWAT also guy, and the, he's on the board member of His Light Ministries, yeah, and which he, SWAT is under. And he's also the uh, owner of Jumping Jack's House of Food. Uh, got that started up how many years ago now? It was in 17, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, in 2017, because we, that's when you, when the, from the moment you opened, we started meeting there. Yeah, that, that September when yeah. we started back in after the summer break. Yeah, yep. we started meeting there, and uh, uh, Howdy was no stranger to restaurants. In fact, you were involved with Maple Streets, The Loops. You've, mm-hmm. you've been involved with several restaurants. But this was the first one, if I remember right, that you started from scratch. Correct. correct. That's right. And so we uh, we learned a lot with The Loop. We learned a lot with Maple Street. And then some people have walked in and said, this kind of looks like The Loop meets Maple Street. <laughs> it's like, well, if we could have that good fortune that uh, those two companies have had, uh, that'd be a great thing. Okay. So what you need to do is take The Loop and Maple Street and Jumping Jack's and merge it with a Bucky's type thing, and then you'd have everything. Man. Isn't Bucky's cool? Bucky's is the. I was in there earlier today, man. If, if folks, if you're listening in Jacksonville and you've never been to the 210 Bucky's, go. It's like Walmart and Target merged with a Gate store or a Dailies. It is, and Cracker Barrel yeah. all in one. I mean, like I go in there, and it's crazy. And, and there's, it's always packed. 
I've never been in there when it's not packed with people, and I never see anybody I know in there. (laughs) So it's just all these people from everywhere. But, yeah. But anyway, getting back to Jumping Jack, so you you had an initial goal of, like, three stores, right? Yeah, our, our initial business plan was three stores. Do one store, prove that it works. Do a second store so that you know you can replicate it. And then do the third store so that you have a chain because then you can get the benefits of multiple store purchases and things like that. And then the next plan was to get a pandemic to crush your sales and then rebuild it. Yeah, but you've, you know, I, I remember when we first went through this pandemic, when people couldn't go out, you weren't getting people in restaurants, but, and you started doing carry out and you um, were taking food to people who were nurses, taking food to, I, we took some to the sheriff's, uh, Jack, uh, to St. John's Sheriff's Office to feed them. And um, y- you've always had a giving heart. And that's what I was wanting to get to with your vision. When you originally had the vision to start a restaurant, you told me that you wanted it to be for the glory of God. What did you mean by that when you said that? Yeah, a lot of guys start a business, and it's be, uh, especially a restaurant, because they like food. By the way, it's a bad reason to start a restaurant. <laughs> Second reason could possibly be because you want to profit a lot, and that's okay, but it really, when you have the long nights and long weeks, that doesn't help. Um, so, honestly, we focused in on it and said, Lord, do you want us to open a restaurant? Do you want me to use those, whatever gifts and talents I've had and the resources that I had right there from selling off a couple businesses? Do you want me to do that? And the answer was pretty strongly yes, The both from the doors that opened up and also what I think was his voice saying, go ahead, go do it. You know, move ahead. Make sure that it's not for your ego and make sure it's not for the ego of anyone else, but it's solely for that purpose of, of serving and for glorifying him. And we've tried to keep that, that going. I, I had some big questions on March 12th of 2020 when they said, oh, nobody can go into your restaurant anymore. Everything has to be takeout. Mm. Um, Lord, really? This is what you want me to do? And it was like, well. Howdy, there's going to be other ways. We'll, we'll, we'll show you the ways. And then we got um, a couple times we, we had orders that were huge orders from City of Jacksonville, JTA, Sheriff's Office, um, other you know private organizations and people like that that literally kept us afloat because uh, mm-hmm. it was just big sales that are very efficient to do. And then, obviously, our management and our staff really rose up and put in extra effort. Uh, I mean, times that in some cases didn't get paid. In some cases, they got paid, but they were working a buku hours um, just because they had to. Mm. So uh, they've been real flexible. I've seen that wear on them as well. And that's part of the reason we had turnover was uh, that COVID depression had sunk in pretty hard. Mm. And uh, then this spring, it kind of got to a point where it had to give somewhere, and it did. Well, you have... um You've been running these restaurants as the proprietor. Are you the main proprietor of all of them? Or, I mean, like, you know, I, I was, I've was i been meaning to ask you this. Like, when you go into an Outback and it says proprietor, does that mean the manager or the owner? Yeah. Uh, well, Outback had, I don't know what the, where it is now, but they had a, uh, it was basically a profit sharing program with a general manager. General manager would actually put up um, a little bit of equity, not, not, as much equity as it would take for an outback, but I think it was 15. It might've been 25 grand that, it, that uh, 
the manager would put up, and it would either be held from his pay in escrow or he could put up the cash, and then he would participate in 10% of the profits, or I don't know if that's the exact number or not. But So when it's a proprietor, it's that he has a what reflects an ownership stake. I don't know if legally it's ownership or not. But but, but, but this usually the manager, the general manager, right. the one who's the local boss for Outback there. So in your case, so you, you pretty much – do you oversee all of them, or do you have managers that are overseeing all? Oh yeah, of them? we uh, store managers in each one. It's responsible for the sales, profit, and uh, the uh, you know maintenance and all that kind of stuff in in the store. And uh, I'm there, and so is Charles, my operations partner. Uh, we're there for the things that either um, they don't have the resources for at the stores, or they might not have the experience for, or it's a extreme case and they need some help. Well. As you run this restaurant business, I was told a long time ago, don't go in the restaurant business. People steal money from you. It's hard. It's cash business. It's it's hard. That was some of the things I heard. How have you been able to uh, have your faith impact others in this business? Do you do you have opportunities to share your faith, to, to disciple people like people? Because I know you've got believers that work there. Um how have you walked that line as you still got a business, you got a business that you run, but you're also, or you're a strong leader in the Lord. I know you've helped start a church. You know, you've, you've always been very vocal about your faith, but you also are in other realms where people would be surprised to know that you have faith. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, but you are, you, you carry your faith well how do you do it in the restaurant business? Well, okay, so first of all, remember, Paul is the one who said he was the chief of sinners. Yeah. So it's like, okay, uh, you know, so holding anybody in that high regard, I don't deserve it. And uh, it's not accurate because I know me. Um, but uh, Okay, so you're a scumbag who shows his faith well. <laughs> oh, man, Does that, that make that you feel better? It feels, feels so much better because I know that's not true either. Okay, so. we're, I mean, we're all, you know, we're all, we're all needy people, but... I know that you that's important to you. And so how do you walk that line in the business where you train employees, managers, and customers? So you've got a lot of different intersections there where you have opportunities. And I'm just wondering for people that are out there who work in those industries, how do you do that? Well, too many people, especially men, tend to separate their faith and um, their study of the word, if there, if there is any. Uh, from work and from their, they segment their lives. They put their little compartment and they try to keep everything in the compartments. I try to do the opposite. I try to, you know, kind of blend uh, those things. I, I, I want to be in the word all the time. I want to know what it says. Cause I don't want to be, I don't want to be an error, even though I do. Um, I don't, if somebody else is saying that they're reciting what is scripture and it's, it's the wrong, it's not scripture or it's the wrong application of that scripture. I want to be able to see that. And then I also want to be able to see the opportunities when I'm training somebody, uh, when I'm helping a customer, when there's any of those kinds of day-to-day opportunities. Well, what's the application when it comes to the word? Because so many people, they, they hold that word aside, and it's like, you know, it's, it's the, it's the um, not that any version's any better or any worse than any other, but it's the King James Version, and it's the Catholic Bible. Well, that's really only for Sunday morning. And even then, it's like, and I, I you know, they... they they don't think it's their whole life. They don't think it's the whole day or the whole week. And uh, I think it's crucial that you uh, that 
you resort you resort to it, refer to it, all that, all the time. And the hard part about that is, especially like I, we were joking about in the beginning, was you're not perfect. And so sometimes you think, well, then I can't do that because I'm not perfect. And it's like, well, none of us are, and that's exactly why we need to be in it all the time. Mm. Well, I I have joked with Brad many times on here and Aben Taylor about the best burgers in town are at Jumpin' Jack's House of Food. For me, like I, I've, I, and, and I love other burgers. And I remember uh, when you, uh, Mike Schneider, who, did Mike start the loop? Was oh, it, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Mike Schneider started the loops, and he went to CFC for a while, didn't he? Yes, he, he? did. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh, and you worked for him. Best and one of the reasons you wanted to work with them because you like their burgers, right? Oh, I, well, I had one of their burgers. It was the best burger I ever had. I went into his office over off of Atlantic Boulevard. I said, I want to work for you. And he said, well, we might not have a job for you. I go, well, that's okay. I'll volunteer. It's the best burger I ever had. And uh, so, well, we'll give you a shot. And very quickly became a general manager of a store over in Avondale, then became uh, operations director of half the chain, and then became director of operations of the whole chain. And I say to this day, Mike Schneider's the best boss I ever had. So. Well, I, I, my two favorite burgers in town are the Loop and the Jumpin' Jack's House of Food Burger. Mm-hmm. And because I like Mike and I like you, I'm not going to distinguish between <laughs> the two. But they are. Good. They're, they're, they're pretty similar. I mean, in, in some ways, they're different than others. But what I like about both of them is they taste like they just came off your backyard mm-hmm. grill. They taste like fresh patties you just made and you... Y'all put something in there because they're good, man. It's cocaine. No, he did not say that. That's that's a joke. Uh, No, but they're good burgers, and the chicken tastes like it just came off Mm -hmm. your grill. It's very good. And so if you've not eaten at that restaurant, you need to try it at least once. And I I, I still run into people that have, no, I never heard of that. I'm like, you haven't had their burger? You haven't had the the what's the the there's one of them called the thang what uh, air thing the air thing yeah because it's got air thing in it. <laughs> it's got everything in it yeah it's good and so uh anyway well i know that you got some things going on i want to talk about in your life when we come back and um well we'll just hit it when we come back taylor all right Sounds come good. back from the news yeah so we're up against the news break we'll be back with more after the news uh, we'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to our sponsor, Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug at SWATradio.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. Or you can download our SWAT app in the App Store. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the news.
That is Give Me Your Eyes by Brandon Heath. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, today is Friday, and we have a special guest in the studio today, and that is Howie, Howdy Russell. Excuse me. Uh, he is a SWAT member. He is on the board of His Light Ministries, and he is also um, the owner of Jumpin' Jack's House of Food. If you have not gone there, you must go. It is great food. They got good burgers. They got good chicken. They got good pizza. They got good breakfast pizza. Definitely check them out. They have three locations, one in Mandarin, one uh, over on Atlantic Beach, and one downtown. So plenty of options to uh, get a sample of their food. And if you go uh, and tell them that SWAT sent you, you get a 15% discount. So more incentive to go. Well, um, Howdy, um, I know that your faith has always been important to you as long as I've known you. Um, there may have been time before. In fact, there was because you've shared it with me when it wasn't. Uh, you and your wife, mm-hmm. right? Your wife came to faith first, right? Yes. Yeah. And uh, by the way, how's your wife doing? Good days and bad days. Yeah, uh, we got a new puppy, mm. German Shepherd puppy, and nice. today happens to be a bad day. <laughs> yeah, for listeners who may not know, your, your wife was diagnosed how long ago? Two thousand in two thousand. So yeah. that's golly, that's twenty one years, years ago yeah. with MS, right? Right. Mm. And um, you know when I, I I know and you know this, my wife Lori was injured and and has chronic pain, not to the extent that your wife is having to deal with, but she does have chronic pain. It affects her and that's tough. I mean, it's hard because you can't fix it, right? You want to fix it and you can't. And there's just some things you can't. How has God used that in your faith? (laughs) Well, what a trial. And just like you are with, with Lori, you have to watch it. Hardest thing for somebody who uh, considers their role and responsibility to be a protector, to be a sheepdog, to be a provider, and those things is to watch that person in your life um, with suffering, uh, either not able to do something or, in Lori's case, pain. Um, it's, that's really difficult because, I mean, I'm used to fixing things. I'm used to being able to take action and they, and they get fixed. So, uh, And this is the probably your closest, your closest relationship in the world sure. humanly. You yeah. know, I mean, like. And it's hard. Well, and and the the things that happen, I mean, uh, there's short-term things that happen, you you know, uh, whether if Teresa has a fall and then she's got a bruise or a sore spot or something along those lines. There's mid-range things because it's like, okay, if we want to plan to do something, we have to take into account um, how does that impact her or Mm. or her ability to do something. And then longer-range plans, it, I mean, getting older is bad enough. Mm. Taylor, it doesn't get any better, just so you know. Oh, I'm, I'm not looking forward to that thing because I'm already hurting. Glucosamine is my favorite friend sometimes. But um, but as you're, you're aging and then also having to deal with those kinds of, of, of issues and impairments, uh, it's unbelievable taxing to for her, obviously. But it also is to us as we have, you know, as we're watching that. And, the, and MS is such a, it's such a dastardly condition because um it it looks like um maybe her arm or her leg doesn't work right but the Mm. truth is it's all her brain Mm. is not working right to be able to let that happen her arms and her legs are are definitely strong so that's that's really that's that's a it's a challenge to work with that and whenever you have those kinds of or any kind of challenge but especially those kinds of challenge that's where i don't know how anybody can uh, make it or thrive through those kind of situations without faith. 
Yeah. Well, I, I know that I've seen you love her. I've, I've watched you care for her and, and still do your restaurants and still, uh, have to take care of other things. Your family, how many children do you have? Uh, three. Yeah, you still had to take care of them, and, and I know they're older now. In fact, you have a son in the Air Force still? Yeah, yeah. he's a special investigator in yeah. Los Angeles. And so, Wait a minute, I'm you, not you, supposed you, to say that anymore. <laughs> oh, don't tell people. I didn't say that. All to... of you listening, erase what Now he's got to kill everybody. No, right. <laughs> no. anyway. Uh, well, I know you recently made a decision that uh, was a little unusual for you. I mean, you, you've certainly had some ideas about politics, but... You've kind of stuck your foot in the political water uh, uh, here in Jacksonville running for city council, which is a pretty big thing in a city the size of Jacksonville. Uh, There's a lot of responsibility to oversee things and to uh, hold people accountable within the city to vote on budgets and look at all that stuff and be responsible for logistics and things with a port city and all that stuff. Uh, First of all, why I know you felt God, you shared you felt God leading you to do this, but you're running for just so people know Tommy Hazuri's seat, right? Yeah, I mean, it's I, the group three at large seat. Yeah, so it's a it's everybody a, in Jacksonville can vote. Yeah, everybody can and vote. And should vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, if you're going to vote for me, uh, December 7th, uh, 2021. If you're going to vote for somebody else, December 8th, 2021. <laughs> That's funny. Why did you get into that? Like, why Why did you stick your foot in that water in a time where we're probably the most politically divisive as we've ever been? Um, and watching from a business standpoint and from a citizen standpoint over the years, I couldn't stand it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, watching, I, I was watching a city council, uh, city council meeting, and um, I watched uh, five... Well, yeah, five city council people um, abstained from a vote. I guess it was four city council people abstained from a vote, which is proper when uh, there's the potential of something that they're associated with benefiting from grants or whatever from uh, the the city council. And uh, um, so they abstained. And then just short of midnight, I saw the votes go through, and they all got the money that they were, Mm. you know, hoping to get from the city council. And my experience... Uh, teaching ethics classes over the years, over the past 25 years, is that's not above board. And it, the only way it could be above board is if the entire city of Jacksonville knew that was occurring, knew why it was occurring, and also knew what the city council people were standing to benefit um, from those grants going out. Um, one of the things I saw was that one of the grants that went out, the number one expense for that uh, for that nonprofit was the salary of the city council person. Mm-hmm. So when you see those kinds of things, it's like, okay, all right, somebody's got to be able to tweak them in the nose and say, okay, why? I'm not saying it, you know, it necessarily it shouldn't be or that there's absolutely something wrong going on or something, you know, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying from an ethical position and from a trust standpoint, it's not occurring. Um, Jacksonville does not know that that's happening. And then you, you see other things uh, that are going on in city government and I'm seeing uh, the individuals in city government working to benefit themselves versus actually being servant-hearted, um, actually being uh, uh, public servants of of Jacksonville and the greater good of Jacksonville. And then that sounds also, like Washington, man. 
Well, it's, I guess it's politics in general. At the city council position, though, you're close enough to people. I mean, you can see it all the time. When you see somebody, Matt Schellenberg, you see uh, who's out now, but uh, Danny Becton, you see Al Ferraro, um, you see guys that uh, are accessible to their constituency all the time, whether it's by phone or in person. They're always at that same diner, that kind of thing. Um, I think that's the role of city council is to be available to the constituency, to be able to uh, find out, number one, what are they looking for? Maybe you can provide it. And if you can't, getting an explanation of why you can't uh, versus either hiding from them or just laying low. You know, I've got the position. I'll just lay low and handle this for this term. And then maybe we'll work to get uh, elected later. And then something else that I that I saw once I, I was running for the position was um, – there are too many people that are in city politics, I'll just isolate that, that seem to be selected as opposed to elected. Mm-hmm. And that that really bothers me. When you grow up in Texas with a name like Howdy, you're really <laughs> used to, I'm not, I'm, there's not a lot I'm, I'm fearful of. Um, I, I, I Did don't that let, cause you problems as kid, as a kid on the playground? Yes. In that, the fourth grade? That is why I, that is why I limp. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, yeah, I, I was also the smallest kid in class. So I found myself, and I can't remember it happening, but it did, that I usually, my best friend was usually the biggest kid in class. Um, <laughs> and I didn't have to worry about bullying. So Sounds like a smart man to me. Um, you know, you, you mentioned something there about uh, a lot of city council members seeming as if they've been selected instead of elected. And, um, you know, I think that's a lot that, or that's something that a lot of Jackson, people in Jacksonville feel, but also, you know, around the country um, and so how do you go against that that seems to have a lot of backing to it um, and then, you know, standing up to it is admirable, but then how you're like, okay, we're going to get the fight to bring the fight to them. Um, kind of what has that process been like, to, especially someone who has been aware of politics but not been in it um, before? Well, I haven't gotten the job yet, so I'll, I'll <laughs> let you I'm, know. I'm, I'm talking about in, in, in a campaign, right, because yeah. a campaign is something that, um, you know, obviously is important so has that been new for you to like sure let this set this campaign up and what's that process been like yeah um i'm actually coached by several people who have been in politics in jacksonville um a couple are are out of the day-to-day politics or in the private sector and a couple are still involved and uh their coaching is uh i mean immeasurable to me because I do tend to have that reaction when I just walk up and I'll say, what's that button for? And I'll just hit the button. <laughs> uh, whereas the coaching that I'm getting is um, nobody wants to hear the, the negative part. Nobody wants to hear, and I'm talking about uh, voters, don't want to hear what's bad or mm-hmm. any of those kinds of things. They don't want to see the fight. Just handle business, and they want to see the productive side of things. They want to see the, uh, you know, they, it, it's the good side of things, but they want to see the production. Uh, anybody can criticize it's what are you doing that is going to benefit the people of Jacksonville. Um, so if there's uh, discussions with uh, some of those, uh, some of the people that you, you might have a problem with, okay, so go to them and let's find a productive way to get through that problem versus, or let's get a clarification so that you understand what's going on with it. Okay, we can do that. Cool. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's cool to me to to meet somebody like oh I know I knew you from before and now running um, for the city council I think that's awesome because that's something well I think- he's right well the thing is that I've known him for a long time as as and it really it's it's tough because like you said when when like if Taylor or I ran we don't have any political connections 
but we just might care about something. It used to be in this country you could run for something like that and had a had an equal opportunity to be heard. And it's gotten very difficult now. I mean, I couldn't imagine running for president without having millions and millions and millions of dollars. Uh, but when we come back, I want to follow up. I want to ask you another question about the race in general. Like, and again, uh, how God led you into this, because that's an important thing, I think, as believers. You want to make sure God's leading you, right? And uh, yeah, and, and, and that speaks a lot to our motivation and our, our resolve also. Yeah, so make sure you stay tuned. We will be back with more after the break. You're listening to SWAT Radio. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing bad. Stood on this stage. That is Mercy Me with Even If. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are joining us, today is Friday. Generally, we have a uh, open forum Friday, free-for-all Friday. But today, we are joined uh, in the studio by a special guest, and that is Howdy Russell. And if you have not listened to the podcast, or Suhu, wow, wow, Howdy got me, man. Got <laughs> if you have not listened to the program yet, uh, you can go back and listen to what you've missed. Um, on SWATradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Click on the past programs link, and there you'll be able to find our full catalog of programs, including this one in just about an hour. And you'll also be able to listen if you go to listen to wherever you listen to podcasts. That's what I was trying to say um, in searching SWAT Radio. Uh, wait, I, wait, 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 wait. Uh, did Taylor just blame me for him about to say that? that he did. <laughs> no, no, no. I was just mad. Because you said podcast earlier. And we did. talked about it. I'm like, oh, man. Oh, I'm easily. I'm, I am. Uh, it was my fault. Absolutely it was. Um, you know, Howdy, in this special election, uh, I know it was a, a big thing for you to make that step. Uh, it's even tougher when people are telling you not to do it for whatever reason. I've certainly been told not to do things before uh, that I felt God calling me to do. Um, uh, talk a little bit about how God directs you. 
because you say that a lot to me when I ask you about decisions personal. Since you're one of my board members, I don't just talk about the ministry. I talk about personal life. I talk about decisions I have to make. I talked to you this past week, uh, yesterday, we were talking about something and you said, well, pray about it. What is God leading you to do? Talk about how the comfort you get for making a decision like this. And people may tell you, no, don't do it, but God leading you to do it. Well, one of the mistakes too many people make, and I kind of alluded to it earlier, is uh, when the Bible says that you are supposed to pray continually, mm. we tend to think continually means every single Sunday as opposed to uh, 24 hours. And I actually tried to make a practice of it. I've spent a lot of car time with different jobs I've had, and I make a practice of praying. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's inane, and sometimes it's mundane that I'm praying for. And uh, it may not be a, a voice I hear. It might yet be a sense. It might be whatever. But I want to practice listening. And uh, and a couple things that I've, I've learned is that uh, if it's God's voice, it does not disagree with Scripture. So that's the first thing is uh, if I'm asking for uh, leading and I'm hearing a leading that says that it's something that's contrary to Scripture, it's like, oh, you know, maybe you're not hearing his voice clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, I, I also leave open, there are opportunities for that road to Damascus, um, hearing the, the voice of the Lord or where, um, I mean, the miraculous audible voice of the Lord. And uh, I, I don't know how many times I've, I've actually heard that or done that. Again, it would agree with Scripture. So it's, uh, it's one of the compelling things I keep coming back to is you got to keep learning Mm. what the word says and the times that i've read um, a chapter i mean the the shrewd manager i remember hearing that uh, 10 20 times and having an image of what that was and on the 21st time i'm like oh wait a minute oh it means this and having this clear unbelievably clear picture of this is what was being taught then oh how did i miss that well, I missed it because I wasn't paying attention to other parts of Scripture mm. that were paying it, that that actually helped you set up um, what that what that actually what that whole story actually was telling. So, um, staying in the Word so that you can reflect on it and be able to uh, compare it to what you think is the voice of God is number one importance, and then also praying after you've done it to be able to look back at it and go, okay, what did I do bad? What 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 was I supposed to do? What should I have done? Am I learning a lesson from it? And, uh, and in some, some occasional cases, I come back to it and go, it was what I was supposed to do. It was the right thing to do. I did it exactly right. Thank you for leading me, Lord. I'm not going to take credit for it. I'm just going to say I appreciate it. Well, I, um, I'm very uh, thankful to have guys like you in my life to give me wisdom and uh, help me uh, with ministry discern those things that need attention and i know that if elected you'll do a good job of that and i certainly appreciate you sharing with us that how how's teresa with it uh with running for office yeah yeah. uh she's good with it supportive yeah we did um you know i i know god laid it on your heart kind of that you started thinking about this did she get a similar uh feeling or was she just like you know, I'm, I'm backing you, whatever you do. Well, or One of the things that has happened because of MS is the, the concentration that MS takes for you to move mm. just to put one foot in front of the other or um, 
to do anything physical is it's it's such a an occupier of your brain space mm-hmm. um, that being able to uh, contemplate is mm. minimal, mm. Um, and and so it's not. I know that she hasn't digested it like like I have, um, but she's supportive, and um, she's I, rolling with her man. Yeah, I like well, it. Yeah. Yes, and at the same time, we're both very cautious about it because yeah. of the priorities in mm-hmm. your life. You've got to also make decisions. At what point does that wall, do I go, okay, it doesn't matter if it's city council, it's not getting in the mm-hmm. way. Yeah. And everybody needs those points. You need to be able to yeah. see them before you know, before you hit one and go, wow, what was that? Well, that was a wall. So being able to see those kinds of things. And before running, uh, I definitely gave her veto power. Um, now that we're into it, we're into it. And, um, you know, um, I think all, all, I, all feet in the pool now. You're all in. It really is. And one of the things that we've seen with restaurants, with starting restaurants, those are 24 hours a day, 25 hours a day and eight days a week. And uh, um, learning to manage those processes has trained me for this kind of thing. The, did, did people try to tell you not to start Jumping Jacks? Did you have any naysayers? Oh, yeah. The same what you were saying earlier. Yeah. Don't open a restaurant. Don't yeah. do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I got a question for you. What, what's well, I'm your... thankful real quick. Because I love the burgers. <laughs> <laughs> What's your uh, synopsis, or I guess your your take on where Jacksonville is now? As far as um, I don't, as far as I know, there's not a ton of like people who are on the city council bringing their worldview, their Christian worldview, into the picture. How's that affecting the city? And and kind of how? I.e. the HRO that was a big deal. Well, yeah, the, that's where my conflict comes into play because I know several people on the, the city council who are Christians, mm-hmm. and not just professing Christians, I, I know them as strong Christians, conversational Christians that you go out to dinner with them or you go out to lunch with them and you're, that's what you're talking about is scripture. And, uh, and yet you see actions and you see votes that aren't consistent with scripture. And I've, I asked that question when I interviewed, uh, some of them already, I've asked that question, you know, how do you reconcile that? And the, uh, the answer coming back is you pray about it and then you do your best you can. And then you have to move the city forward. So you go to the next step. And some of those challenges are, um, you know, whether it's taxes or whether it's HRO or any of those other things, you know, what, what, what do you do and why? And, and people are going to ask me, I mean, am I, uh, am I going to bring my faith to, uh, to the city council? It's like, you want me to, Yeah. when, when the faith is, especially when it's uh, applied correctly, it's, it, it's always right. And it is always good for the, uh, for the nation and the city mm-hmm. that says, that we're going to follow that. Well, it's, that's why we're in the mess good. we're in right now is because a lot of people don't do that. When I, I mean, think, <laughs> yeah, you were talking earlier about people want to compartmentalize their faith and, you know, there's uh, my work and my faith are kind of separate and bringing that all together. And I think, you know, with this issue or not with this, issue, but running for city council, you got to bring your faith all in with that. And I think maybe there's some people who, uh, have disconnected it a little bit, and I think on a national scale you see that quite a quite a bit. What I what I have heard from some people is that sometimes a unanimous vote is so important to the city of Jacksonville, you might have to vote against something that your conscience tells you you need to you know go the other way. And uh, I don't think that's accurate. I don't think that that's true. I think that, uh, and and I I guess we'll see. But uh, I it, I think that. You, you need to be vocal. You need to, to mm-hmm. uh, uh, you need to do what's right. And uh, when you start compromising yourself in the small yep. things, you'll compromise yourself in the big things. Yep. 
Okay, so on record here, just to ask you uh, this, so... I am not a member of the Communist Party. No, 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 <laughs> I know that. Uh, but if you have a vote that's going to provide something good for the people of Jacksonville, but it requires you to violate your understanding of biblical values or requires the city to do so well, too, right? yeah well yeah. yeah i mean but him personally mm-hmm. i mean you by by saying i vote affirmative because the people are going to be blessed by this in the city and even though i don't think this is right uh it includes something that's not right well, the greater like a, good yeah it's kind of like the ends justifies the well mean. okay so here's the here's the rule of politics and the rule of public because you're an ethics guy well, I know and, you teach and the rule that. of public disclosure do not ask, you can't answer the hypothetical. Yeah. So it's like, don't do that. Just where do you stand on that or that is, is safe, not safe. It's what you should do. But a hypothetical can always be bent mm-hmm. so that it, it solves whoever's attitude. But here's the thing. I am a man of faith. I'm led by that. Does it mean that every single thing I do is completely disclosed in scripture? No, it doesn't. Does it mean that I follow it a hundred percent of the time? Nope. One guy did that about 2000 years ago. Yeah. And nobody else has. So it's, but I do want everybody to hold me account to it. So it's like uh, when somebody has that doubt of whether or not I was actually, you know, did you consider it? There's the opportunity that I go, you know, actually I didn't. Mm. Or, or yes, I did. And here's why. So um, I, I don't know if do that you, answers do you. So you, but I know we only got one minute, so we got to let you go. But, I, well, but you the see the world through you, a biblical worldview, a lens, right? Th- that is true. You asked about... Go ahead. Were you, were you, well, you asked about HRO, and I grew up in a in a lifestyle that was a homosexual lifestyle. My mom left my dad for another woman. Wow. So I have an understanding of all of that world. And uh, I, it, I would apply the experience along with what I read in, in Scripture to better understand what is the intent and what does HRO actually do and those kind of things. I would bring all that to bear to make the decisions. To make the yeah. But honoring God in the process. Yes. All right. Well, thanks for time. joining us. Thanks for being on my board. And thanks for good burgers. And thank you for eating it. <laughs> appreciate that. All right. Well, that is all the time we have for this week. Please join us next week uh, for more SWAT Radio at 3 o'clock. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great weekend. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT Radio is strengthening spiritual